clapped, everybody. Yes. Woo! Good morning, good morning, good, good morning. morning. We are 60 weeks in. Yes. And we, we are only we are, four weeks yeah. out. No, we are we are right? we are less. Yeah. Well today yeah, 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 today yeah, is four yep. weeks, so we have yep. including today, we yep. have four more yep. weeks and then And then the promised land. <laughs> welcome home Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh man. And before we before we talk about that, because that is so exciting. Um I, I, we, I, we do want to wish all of uh, the moms a uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, natural moms, spiritual moms, mom of the house, uh, mom. thank you for being an amazing mother of the house. I know you've already gotten texts and flowers and stuff yeah. from people today, but I wanted to say um, thank you for being uh, such an amazing mom, not just to Jake, um, but to so many, um, to this house. And for so long, you've been doing it. And through tears and pain and joy and uh, celebration and yeah. anguish and everything. You've been there, mountain yeah. top, mountain top <laughs> valley low. You've been faithful through it all, so thanks, Thank baby. I, no, I, I mean it. I think it's, um, you know, not every house gets to have a mom of the house, mm -hmm. and the fact that God gave you uh, to this house is really special. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I have so on my heart, you know, moms to be, um, moms who won't be, yeah. uh, and difficulties on this day. I have you so much on my heart as well. So I know that uh, these kinds of holidays can always come with a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. Um, but wherever you find yourself in your mind, in your heart today, I pray that God meets you where your spirit Amen. is and that yep. your spirit helps your heart uh, to be hugged today and also to rise. Yeah, we know that um, you know, for this day, for some people, it's really a difficult day. Yeah. Um, especially some people lost moms in the, in the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and recently and all of that. Yes. So. Uh, you know, I know on, on, for uh, everyone goes through everyone goes through days. Um, you know, some some rejoicing and some are weeping, sure. and that's and that's and why that's the Bible I, actually yeah. says, right? We rejoice with those who rejoice, <laughs> weep with those who weep. We yeah. meet people where they are. So, yeah. um, so D, tell them. Uh, you know, we we have Welcome Home Sunday coming up June sixth, yes. and then what? Yes, uh, and then are you talking about? <laughs> are you <laughs> talking about the next service? No, okay. hey. <laughs> So, um, as you know, just with all of our best practices with COVID right now, we have to register yeah. for our seats for church right now because of the limit, limited capacity. And it is a first come, first, first come. Yeah. First <laughs> sign up, come, first, first be yeah, there. Yeah. First to be there. Um, and so at 12 p.m. today, right as soon as we are done, tickets will go live for Sunday, June 13th. Yep. So it's, I can't stress enough as, uh, you know, as many have found out that it's really important to do it right away. Yeah, so absolutely at that right. 12 o'clock, you yep. can have a second window open on your device and just get ready to register. Um, the tickets, of course, are free, but you do need a, a seat to be able to come right Absolutely. Now. And it's a, 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 not only working through seat capacity and service capacity, it's, it's also ways for us to serve. Uh, you and make sure that we uh, put in, have available everything that we need to have available for you to have an amazing opportunity to be back together uh, with one another um, but but even more to be able to come with an open heart to really encounter who God is and that, that our prayer today is that um, no matter where you are uh, no matter what you're going through that today is a day that you your heart is open to encounter the love of God uh, and not not only to receive God's love, but to give love back to God uh, with everything we've got. So, and some of you will be 
coming back, and some yes. of you will be coming for, for the, the first, first time. time. Which is really, really, really. It um, was pretty cool to see some people who've are, who got tickets who are coming for yeah, the first, for the first time. time. Yeah, I was going to say it's, yeah. like it's, it's just it just it just keeps our spirit so strong. Um, and if you are joining us for one of the first times today, there's going to be a link that's Linktree um, that'll take you to tell you a little bit more about us wherever that is in the wide world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it so. takes you somewhere. It's like the cloud. It's there, but we don't know where it is. And if you click on that, you can find out a little bit more about Connect. And this is Kyle, and my name is Danielle. And we're so grateful that you joined us today. And if you have come to know um, Sunday mornings through our food truck, yes. Night Kingdom Crumb, that we do in partnership with Carson Wentz's ALM Foundation, welcome to you Day, as well. And we are just grateful that you gathered with us today. Yeah, and, and can, uh, you know, um, you're, you, 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 you're decked out today. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't you're, even acknowledge You are totally decked out today. <laughs> yes, this is Mother's Day. <laughs> I rolled out of bed like this. This is the way I come out of bed. <laughs> no, this robe, my, my son had given me this robe, and it's very special to me. So I was like, you know what, it is Mother's Day, yeah. and I can be comfy. So I hope that uh, if you happen to be home today, that you get comfy, and I know that some people are with their moms this morning. Yeah. Some of some people are with their moms for the very first time. I know. And so if for you're catching time, yeah. this um, later in the day or whatever, I hope that you got to have a meaningful morning. Yeah, I think, absolutely. you know, whatever your morning is held, I hope that it's been meaningful. And I hope that it's been comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you are way, way more comfortable I than I am, I walked down here and my whatever. son, like, I know, totally. doubled over yeah. in laughter. And I was like, yes, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> And well, if we were still going to be here for Father's Day, this is what Father's Day would look I would find some way for me. For you to be comfortable? <laughs> I'd be dressed up. Somehow that's not right. Somehow that's not right. Like, yeah. that's not right. Hey, but, but, as we continue to celebrate Mother's Day, I wanted, uh, uh, we're also celebrating AAPI uh, Month as well, celebrating yeah. our AAPI community, who we love so much. And uh, this, um, I, I was reading about uh, yeah. one of the really kind of early pioneers mm -hmm. in the Christian movement, uh, in the uh, Asian American Christian movement um, here in America, and her name was Dr. Mabel uh, Mabel Lee, and I was like totally blown away mm -hmm. by this this young girl. Um, she's an amazing Christian woman who actually becomes the first. She gets awarded the first uh, PhD in economics uh, as a Chinese lady in our country. Amazing uh, story, right? But her dad comes over uh, at the very turn of the 20th century in 1901. Um, and, and launches this uh, Baptist uh, Chinese Baptist mission in New York City in mm -hmm. Chinatown, and a few years later, her mom comes yeah. over and brings her with her. Um, but what blows me away is just kind of her story that by the time she's 16, she is so convicted by the gospel mm -hmm. of Jesus that that the gospel should bring about justice and freedom for mm -hmm. all people. That she's leading, not not this is she's leading at 16 years she's leading. Tens of thousands, parades and protests of tens of thousands of women mm. for this in the suffrage movement for yes. women's for women's rights and votes. As a 16-year-old, she's leading it, but she's convicted by the gospel yeah. to do this, right? And and that by in 1924, her dad dies, and she not only takes over the mission, continues the mission work to, to love people. She found she's the founding pastor of the, of the first Baptist uh, Chinese church in 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 New York. Um, wow. they, they not only lead thousands of people to Jesus in New York City, but they send numerous missionaries back mm -hmm. to China, her hometown, to yeah. bring the gospel there. She's just, she, I love the fact that she's convicted by the gospel yeah. 
to bring light and truth and change to, to everyone. Yeah. And I just, I came across this quote um, in the late 20s that she wrote as uh, America was going through uh, the, the Great Depression, China was going through what they were going through right before kind of World War II and everything that was, was going happening. And she said this, and I think it's really poignant for this time. She said, and all this leads to the thought that we need Christianity now more than ever. It is the need of the whole world as well as the particular nations and peoples of the world. And it is the need of every one of us as individuals. For after all, a nation is only the sum of its individuals. We can never have a fine country if we do not have the right kind of citizens in it. Thus, even at this time of excitement, there is not only time for a gathering of Christians, but a special need that we should come together to renew our faith and trust and resolve anew that we will each be more worthy disciples in winning more to the gospel uh, to the gospel and spreading Jesus Christ. Okay. We might blame foreign governments and people. We may protest. There may even be shedding of blood. But a nation can never be strong unless she has the right kind of citizens. It is not only the enemy without. It is the enemy within that is even more dangerous. And the only way, this is listen to the heartbeat of this, and the only way we can really conquer is through the heart by putting in Jesus Christ. The only way we can conquer, no matter what's going on in our world. I love, you know, even then, through we may protest, there may be unresolved issues, there may be division going on in our country. The only way we can conquer is by putting Jesus into the hearts of people. I see, I see, like, obviously I'm going to um, superimpose our current race quake, right? Yeah, correct. When I read that in my mind, and um, it resolved in me something that even uh, Pastor Ron had sent a text uh, yeah. to some of our uh, pastoral team this morning, and it made me think about it again, is that, um, that the conviction that we have, because I can become so indignant, some, so outraged, so disgusted, so convicted. I can become right. all these things from the injustice, injustice. that I see. Yeah, correct. That yep. I can forget that my conviction must come from the gospel of Christ. Yes, correct. And what he says we are to fight correct. for. Because that kind of conviction, it doesn't run out when the challenge is, or the divide is so great. Yeah, it's not, circum it's not circumstantial conviction. Yeah. It's and, conviction that changes circumstance. And I love that she highlighted the fact that it's not just fighting either for race equality or gender equality Correct. or something quality or live as a Christian over yes. here and just be about Jesus. Yes. She talked, she showed in that how they are absolutely interwoven. 100%. And how there is a, 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 a rhythm to that that's different than either of these. And that yes. they absolutely must go hand in glove, and it's not either or; it's both ends. Well, I mean, they, they, she started uh, kinder care. They started medic medical treatment for uh, people. They fed people. Like what she started and birthed wasn't just about let me yes. stand up for women's rights. It was yes. it was all, it was the totality of the gospel being lived out. Yes, it was, and that's the, the challenge. That was exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's the activity of the gospel Correct. coming into tangible form in every lane that affects a human. Yes, and and, and church, if you if you if you don't know, and you, you probably don't, whether you're newer to connect or been here for a long time, as we take the next steps uh, in in building, we're not done. 
Because we are going to be... Uh, well, let's tell them that. Are you going to... We're, we're, <laughs> we'll we're going to tell, tell you that later. <laughs> but we're going to make some steps, I was going to say. you know, that We're going to make some significant steps. Yeah. And this is... Trust me, you're going to want to hear this as we unveil this later on for you. Yes. Uh, of how to tangibly reach people in our community with the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. something exciting to be a part of. So yeah. Steve, as we get ready to get in the Word, why don't you, get, why don't you pray for us and, and we're going to hop, hop in. I also forgot to tell you because I don't know what platforms can and cannot see him, but part oh. of my Mother's Day was being able to keep little Louie. Um, we have a white Westie. Some of you can see him, some of you can't, but he's just hanging out. So we're So praying. you may see his head pop up here and there. But we're just praying he doesn't start barking. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, if you love me at all, you won't let this dog do bark. Father, I thank you for the power of conviction. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Father, how it moves through us in every lane that affects us because it affects you. And, Father, I pray right now for people who have been not just touched, but lives have been altered, God, by so much injustice, so much hatred, so much evil. And I pray, Lord, that you would show this house more and more every day, every week. Yes, how to first understand what you would have us understand through the lens of the gospel and then how to move as what as what you've always done is called us to action so god i pray this morning that what we bring to this house would be equipping and i pray god uh kyle's prayed earlier this Mm -hmm. morning for solid walls to fall god i pray that you would help us lead the way because we Put ourselves under investigation with you first and foremost, God. And I pray that as we are earnest about that, that everyone else would feel um, the authenticity of you in the room, wherever they are, and that that would help them lower any walls so that they could truly hear that heart of the gospel coming through to them for their life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey guys, since you uh, have your Bibles with you, uh, why don't you open with me to Genesis 26. Genesis 26, Genesis first book of the Bible. We're going to continue to do part two of what we talked about last week. And if you missed that, that's all right. It's on every platform. You can go back and check it out. Um, Always, you can go to our YouTube account for anything and it's all there. But uh, we're going to, we started talking last week about let's, uh, let's settle down. Um, And we we're, we're talking about how to sojourn through this time of uh, kind of compounded grief and cumulative weariness that produces this spiritual fatigue in our lives, the spiritual exhaustion. And how do we, how do, we do that? How do we, how do we sojourn through it, babe? Not, not settle into that, yes. but really sojourn through that so that we can settle down into what God has for us, into, this, into a, a real relationship with Him that's living and active, the, to grow, produce holiness. Yes to continue to love God more because it's not just about loving God's love. It's increasing our love for God, increasing our love for, for God's people. Um, and seeing that happen through the season, not wait for the season to end, mm-hmm. but to get it through the season. So yeah. we, we started in this text last week. We're just going to hop on. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm going to start with verse one uh, through three, and then we're going to go six to nine. And, uh, and then uh, Pastor D is going to hop in. But it says, now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine. So remember, we're talking about famine upon famine upon famine, issue upon issue yes. upon issue. Yeah. Uh, thinking we'd be done pandemic by 2021. We're still in it halfway through it. Right, so it says, um, and Isaac went to Gerar, to the Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him and said, "Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I will tell, which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For uh, for to you and to your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath, the covenant 
that I swore to Abraham for your father, Abraham, your father. Verse six says, so Isaac therefore settled in Gerar. When the men of this place asked about his wife, he said, no, no, she's my sister. For he feared to say she's my wife, thinking lest the men of this place should kill me because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. Um, when he had when he had been there a long time, a biblical king of Philistines looked out a window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah, his wife. And so he called Isaac and said, Behold, she's your wife. How could you say she's my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I thought, lest I die because of her. Yeah. There's compromise because I was afraid. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take those first three verses and kind of, dissect them because again it's really important first of all that we take the word as um it's not just a guide it's not just a suggestion yeah. it's truly an opportunity to see ourselves on these pages so that we can learn absolutely. from real humans absolutely that um, sometimes got it right and sometimes got it wrong but we're not trying to learn how to do the right thing or the wrong thing we're truly trying to catch the beat of god's heart like Good. why was he why was he putting this in front of him? Why was he not putting this in front of him? The first thing that catches my attention is that he tells uh, he tells Isaac to remain in the land. Yeah. So he doesn't just tell him, don't go to Egypt. He says, don't just entertain plan B. Don't just think about where you can go to provide for yourself during this famine. I want you to also remain in the land where the famine would seem to consume you. Yes. So, you know, sometimes God will, those are two different directives and we kind of put them all together as one, but there's, there is, there are different things. If you're trying to figure out where you, where God would have you, where, whatever it is, it's with, if you're supposed to start a family right now, if you're supposed to start dating right now, if you're supposed to, uh, change something in your work in the workplace it, it goes on just in yourself yeah, right just yeah, I, I, for, for me this is a lot of um undoing the undoing of maybe what i thought ministry was of what i thought pastoring looked like yeah. uh how i thought caring for people did and didn't look like so these are things that have to all be in front of god but sometimes he's not saying just don't go to where it would you where you would be able to make it happen for yourself yes, in correct. whatever the correct. whatever your area is but remain in this area where there, where you must live without. Hmm. Wow. And I'm going to go back to that in a little bit, but he's telling him to, he's telling him to, to take residency, so to speak, in absence. Hmm. And that's a really hard thing to do because he does then teach him how to sow so that there would be feast right for yes, in the correct. famine so he doesn't just say just yeah, try right. to figure it out but the first thing has to be what is taken out of him that he has planted in him he wouldn't have needed to tell him not to go to egypt if it wasn't already in he him. wasn't going yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah yeah correct 100 and that started to then lead to me seeing that the thing that god then started to talk to him about was changing his identity and that one can be so difficult if you have recognized yourself as one thing an entrepreneur whatever yeah. it is you know yeah. what I'm saying um, if you have identified yourself 
with something, with one word or, you know, a concept that translates into a lifestyle. Yes. Into my all day, every day looks like oh, this. I got to be the provider. I have it. to be, yeah, yes. exactly. The protector, whatever it is. Then even though you want to be even open to dreams, you are very much planted yes. in that identity, which is going to determine your steps. So I see that the first thing that he did was, was the second thing that he did is he was telling him, you know, you need a change of identity. Yeah, so good. And he says to him, now remember, this land is promised. Correct. This is promised land through Abraham. And he even reiterates it, like, because yes. he kept all of my promises. It he comes kept back all... to the, the covenant yes. time and time again. Yeah, so yep. he's saying, but this land that has been granted and given to you that's supposed to bless you, you now need to live here as a foreigner yes and when he says and then to sojourn it literally means this it means that's why we said let's settle down yep. because it means to settle down to abide and to dwell for a time and I'm gonna go back to that as well in a minute but then this is what like I was like oh yeah no I got it I got it until I read this as a newcomer without any original yep. rights yep without any original rights I think that the Something I thought of right before we went live this morning was when I was talking about, you know, remaining in that land that's non-fruit bearing. No. Um, the, the reason that God then had to say, but now you must live in that land as a foreigner is because somewhere inside of us, there is a issue with rights. And honestly, yes. church, I, as I've been reading through this, I have, I have, first and foremost, seen this whole chapter through the eyes of this racial implosion that we are living in, because there are all different sectors of people that could read this as far as the concept of this land is meant for you, but it is not yours. Yes. And the attitude that we approach when we think something is ours, or we think something is due us, or we think something is ours because we took it. Yeah. But it, yeah. through all of those different phases, we have something that God needs to adjust, and that is our identity. You have to live here identifying yourself as a foreigner. Correct. And when he talks about that definition to sojourn, and he says to abide for a time, in our humanity and in our even our uh, uh, Americana-ness, we can think, oh, I w we focus in on for a time. Tick-tock, mm. tick-tock. Yep. And all the while, God is telling him no i'm talking to you right now about living yes live yes. here as a foreigner yes sojourn for a time as if you belong here but not because you have any rights here that is very difficult for me as a justice driven person uh -huh. when i am talking to god and kyle knows this because well I, that doesn't make any sense right god you said and then if this is my land yeah, it's if mine. this is my inheritance exactly right. is this if this is meant for me yeah why should I have to live as, as a foreigner? And there's some things, church, that you're going to want to take by force that God will bring, but through what we were talking about earlier, which is when we have been powered by conviction. Yes. When we have powered, been empowered by conviction so much that we know the steps that we are to take, even if the steps are to stand firm. Because we're always trying to take ground. 
and God often is trying to root us in ground. Yes. So right now, this might be a time where you there will be a forward momentum. There will be a time to plant. Right. There will be a time to harvest. But there's also a time to get straight our identity. We're, we're so good at having exit strategies. Yes, it's good. So good at it. Like we, we perfect it. So um, we were talking about how, and by the way, at the end of this service, and let's try to both remember this because I wanted to do it this at the front of the service. I want to pray for Matthew and Liberty Harris. Yes, um, huge. They are planted in Nepal right now. And as you know, as the virus continues to wreak havoc in India, it is moving towards Nepal as well. But in Jesus' name. Yes. In, actually, let's pray right yeah, now. Yeah. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that you would yeah. give a supernatural presence to that hospital and to where they, where they abide, God. I pray, Father, that Matthew would have knowledge and wisdom and understanding that go even well beyond his equipping years as a physician there. God, God, I pray that you would uh, cross over barriers, that your that deep parts would call unto deep parts, even when he cannot share the gospel in word, that the depths of his spirit would tr- would translate things to the depths of other spirit, other spirits. And Father, I pray for just an atmosphere of peace to just encapsulate that entire place, God, every doctor, every nurse, every caretaker, Father, everyone that serves the people of Nepal. I pray, Father, for um, not just provision and not just protection, but an actual rhema word for them and and a palpable presence for them to know that they see you everywhere they turn, that the ground that they put their feet on has been breathed upon by you, that there is an anointing that keeps them, that follows them, that you go before them, that you surround them on all sides, you are above them and beneath them, and that you will come behind them as their shield. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, But I was talking to you about how Matthew and Liberty Harris they they when they went yeah. to Nepal they stayed such faithful servants um, at Connect as God had given yeah. us to them for a handful of years given given them to us for a handful of years they stayed so true and present until the very last moment and the reason that we noticed that so much is because usually like if you're thinking like I'm in this job but I'm going to go to that job and then you give your notice oh, yeah. you're you're, you're already at the other yeah. place right it's like you're just gone if you are living one place and you have now you're prepared to move to another place and you nick a wall you're like eh yeah, next people out. take care of it yeah. like there's something that happens when yeah. you're living in the concept of the transition well, and why church life it's usually front row to middle row to back yeah. row yeah, 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 to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, no yeah. row right yeah right. yeah <laughs> but it's it's about it, it's it's kind of like um we have a, a, a belief system that whatever we're doing next whatever we're going to next whatever we're creating for ourselves next whatever we're fighting for next is going to be a better thing so these exit strategies make perfect sense because we're about to attain something better and we do that in our whole entire lives except with heaven right so we are always we we may have never we we might be um married and say like do you think it's time to start having children now we've never had children but in our minds when we're saying that it's because having children will bring something to our lives that we have not yet known. Right. If you're an empty nester, you're thinking sometimes, or if you're about to be an empty, empty nester, you know, you're thinking like, oh my goodness, you know, can you imagine the freedom that we're gonna have? Sorry, Jake, I know you're in the other room, but um, <laughs> like when it's just the two of us or whatever. But you're thinking about that, but you've never experienced that because for the last 25 years, you have been a parent under everybody right. under your roof. 
But and we do that in the natural. But then when we think about heaven, we go. I mean, I'm sure it's great, but I'm still going to build my life here. Yes. And I'm still going to control everything I can for my tent pegs to be here instead of in heaven. And there is an ouch factor Absolutely. when you have to come to terms with the fact that God is really wanting us to extract ourselves from living like that. Yeah. Um, and I good. think that even with the, and I'm going to try to cut the rest of this out, but You're good. we... We, we are so good with thinking that we are uh, to be owners. And what God is calling us to yep. be caretakers without ownership. That's what he was calling him to. He said, I want you to be a caretaker of this land. Yes. Without having ownership of this yes. land. In your attitude, in your approach, in your tone, in your spirit, in your mind. I want you to tend to this land. But I don't want you to act as if you own this land. Um, and what I mean by that is, is what I've been talking to Kay about a lot is is this concept of of occupancy without residency. residency. You know, you need to you need to say that and, and work that out just a little bit because sure it is time? it's absolutely what we need to hear at the moment. Just because because um, theoretically we're like oh, I yeah. get it I get it I yes. get it but no 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 but there's a difference between occupying uh, being an occupier and a resident. Um. Honestly, I have, I have understood that more now than I ever have before. Uh, that has been become extremely applicable to my how my spirit dwells here, uh, not just on earth, but in my calling, um, in my identity as a pastor or as a teacher, or whatever. Yep. I, I've had clarity, and it, and it's and it's 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 coming. It's not like right, oh, right, I'm there. But I've had clarity with that only through really leaning in and listening to our black community. Um, they have taught me so very much in the last 14 months because I have been awakened to a people who have always, always, and, 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 and also with our Native American, we've been yeah, talking totally. about this a lot, is that, that a land that everyone should be able to call themselves um, an owner of yes. inequality, in, in, in terms of equality, um, occupy so much as, a, as, an, as an occupant mm. without having true residency. Yeah. And I have learned uh, the pain of that uh, by not trying to turn away and make it something that it's not, mm. which is better. And so I have seen that it's possible uh, and, but I have seen that what it's going to require of me is to is to dwell w with having roots in heaven. Yes. Not in what I think I'm owed. Yes. Not in what I think I'm due. A better life, a better quality of life. Isaac could have pushed and said, "But you said this is my inheritance." Yes. But you said, and yes. God's saying, "No, I've I've got you." Yes. But what I've got is different than what your exactly. what your expectation is. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's the working out of it has to be left up to God. Yes. And that's why I said like we 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 as 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 white Americans I would say especially we have such a strength um, to fight for rights because of that concept of ownership. Yeah. Um, and I have realized that in my spiritual walk I have had to put down 
that control and continue and continue and continue. Because if you think about this, like pre-pandemic, we, we would have said that we trusted God so much, as much as I possibly can right now. Right. And then the pandemic came and taught us that the very things we thought we could never live without were in fact possible to live without. without. Yeah, true. But it created true. tremendous loss. And in that space of tremendous loss, I had a decision to make. Was I going to try to kick up my control? Right. Or was I going to let the space that loss had created actually become something that offers me more freedom? Because when you lose something that you thought you could never lose, it either causes you to grab a hold yes, of everything correct. that is left correct. and control it yep. and build it back up and bring it back to life, or you say, okay, so I'm still living, yep. <laughs> I'm still breathing, we haven't had church in 60 weeks in a building, and you're still showing up, yeah. Thank and you. You, you are still the house, and there's still other people on the other side of these lenses for us to talk to. Okay, so the world didn't fall down, so what is there for me to learn from this loss? Mm. It's been an extraction journey. The lesson for Isaac, and then I'll give it back to you. I hope I, I no, did go, a good, good, good enough job good. to explain it. But the, the, extract, the journey that Isaac was being invited into was not a journey of trust. It was never supposed to be. Right, God right, was right, never right, test, right. testing his trust. He was testing his residency. Yeah. And so sometimes when we think we passed the test, oh, oh my gosh, we've gotten through 60 weeks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we're still yeah. upright. We passed the test as if we're always going to have, then now we have, we are handed a certificate as if you never have to go through that test again. Correct. And what it's done for me is, is it, it has exposed a whole world that I have to be aware of as my Achilles heel. 100%. That in this space, Isaac, God wasn't saying, you know, he learned the right lesson, but at the wrong time. So he what it wasn't a trust lesson right there. It was like, where are you occupying, Isaac? Like, what yes. has given you your rights? Is it my voice or is it your demand? Mm. And this space of loss that we have lived in that has been over time, it has given us new land to dwell in. And it might feel like it's the land of the unknown, but it is actually the land of release. Yes. There are going to be things that are released in us that we wouldn't have been willing to lose before we lost all the things that we didn't think we could lose. And now we have to figure out how we're going to handle it. How are we going to handle the conviction that comes to us if we're if we're open enough to be convicted and say, okay, God, now there's this open space. Am I going to fill it now now with things that I can control yeah. and add back to my life? Or is this going to be a time that I learn the lessons of loss mm. and stay here until you give me the gain again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dean, I think, I think you just led me right in because I think the, um, the, the, thing that, the thing that we've got to really grab a hold of in this kind of season is that the trauma we survived doesn't keep us from the temptation that follows. Absolutely and, not. And I, that's what we, you know, we like, oh, I made it through, I'm yeah, good, I got it, right? Exactly, yeah. I'm good. But, and, and every mother, we're all Mother's Day, every mother knows this, right? Because you go through this great trauma of birth, yeah. right? But, but then the next trial of, immediately happens. You have to, there's feeding and changing and clothing and you're exhausted, you've mm -hmm. been in labor for hours or you haven't slept for days and, you know, that you're so much more because of our exhaustion mm. uh, of making it through the trauma. Right. You're so much more open to the temptation of being losing patience or yeah. responding wrong. Like we all know this as parents. We get without sleep for, mm -hmm. for days and we're, we're, we're more open for temp temptation. And that's the thing we've got to learn. Just because we survived one trial, 
we, we have to be aware that there's a temptation then that follows those mm-hmm. uh, and a testing yes. that follows those things. Isaac w- could have been like, I settled down. I, I, I did what God mm-hmm. wanted me to do, right? I listened to God. I'm good. And it seems like to me he took his foot off the gas. Well, clearly what you're going to talk about in verse 6, we see, because yeah. it's very interesting that we we know what God said. We have no idea what Isaac said back to him. Correct, exactly. Like in his, in his attitude. Right. We see the Bible says he settled down. He's like, all right, I settled down. Yes. But, but what we... But we, verse 6 happens before verse, verse 12. Correct. Before the wells, we hear about... Correct. This, this uh, the, the testing that follows, and that's where mm-hmm. we, we want to skip to the end of 26, right. which we will get to, right. where there's blessing and overflow and abundance and new wells and new water yes. and all that stuff. But what happened is he settles in verse 6, and then we see his response to the testing. Correct. And I think what we gra- have to understand is that the enemy always follows up triumphs of obedience mm-hmm. with temptations of integrity. He always follows up this, when we choose to obey God, like, I'm in, I'm going to do this with immediately with a temptation on our integrity. Um, We see it from Jesus. Jesus obeys and gets, goes to, and gets baptized, right? And Mm -hmm. out of baptism, the father speaks, this is my son, I'm well pleased, obedience. And immediately the enemy comes and tempts his integrity of whether he's going to be that son or not. Into land where he was led. Exactly. By the spirit, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly right. Led there by the spirit. Totally. Totally, but that we we're not we're not prepared because we've made it through the first famine and we go oh I'm good I yeah. I've arrived we're not ready for the testing but the enemy always follows this 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 moment where we've chosen to obey triumph of obedience mm-hmm. with this uh, temptation of our integrity Jesus that we see it in the disciples after the last supper he takes Peter James and John with him to the yeah. garden he yeah. says look I need you to pray with me because I'm going through it yeah. and they're like. Psh, We'll fight any battle. Yeah. We'll beat anybody up. We'll never let anything happen to you. Yeah. And two minutes later, it comes back in their sleep. And he actually says in, in Mark 14, he said, he said, uh, watch and be pray, prayerful. Yeah. And watch because temptation's coming. Jesus understood. Hey, there's this great thing you said. You're going to mm-hmm. obey and pray with me. But temptation of integrity always follows that. The spirit is willing, but the flesh yeah. is week my friends we have to be ready for these times when we've come through this pandemic and we're like i've got it i'm good i can take my foot off the pedal a little bit i mean we're coming back to church i know I'm, i finally you know i'll have it in a couple weeks no there's a danger there because the enemy is coming for our integrity that's why the yes. that's why uh, solomon all of his wisdom says in proverbs 24 33 a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands, the rest, mm. and poverty will come on us like a robber. Why? Now I, I'm good. I've got through. I can rest now. I made it through the trial. Like I earned this. I rest. earned this rest. I earned this rest stop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the enemy comes in like a robber and robs what God has meant to bless us. And I think if we're not careful, like Isaac, during our famine times, it's easy to overblow our uh, our obedience and undersell our integrity. Um, like in these moments, my friends of exhaustion, of spiritual exhaustion, where we have been fighting to be fed, where we have been, th- where we've been surviving, not thriving, right? Where we're just kind of, we're just getting through. Um, it, we have to understand that in those moments, our soul will magnify everything that we've given up for God to justify what we're giving in to the enemy. We will magnify everything we've given up for God to 
justify what little thing, it's just a little thing, I'm just giving in a little bit to the enemy. Can't you hear Isaac saying, I mean, but I wanted to go to Egypt. I mean, I, but, I, I, but I did what God said. Yes. I mean, I, this isn't where I really wanted to be. This isn't really what I wanted to do. I mean, I'm just, do, God said to do it, so I'm doing it. And, and, and I got to, look, I got to do what I got to do in order to live here. And that the, the way that the reason that the spiritual pride, which is what how you're explaining it, it gets rooted is because here nobody sounds like that if they didn't feel that they originally had, had a right entitlement. To exactly, uh, it's entitlement. Mm-hmm. And you said it. We are as American Christians, we are birthed with this belief system of entitlement, manifest destiny. It's our destiny, right? We have to, uh, to have these rights, and mm-hmm. on a political side, awesome. But on a spiritual side, we cannot think that our generational thoughts and norms do not influence the way that we see God and see life. Absolutely. And and he says, look, I got to do what I got to do to reside here. I'll listen to you, God, but I gotta if I got to make a deal with the devil. And we, he compromised with the enemy. You said, you said generational. This is, literally, if you go, I want to say it's like Genesis 5 or 6. I read it this week. It's literally the same story it's, that it's, Abraham. It's what I talked about last week, right? Yeah, this, this generational I mean, curse come, opens the doors, leaps right in. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, please. I, I wouldn't plan on saying this, but this is something that's been rolling around my brain all week about this. Is that That's why I went back to study it. So it, 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 Isaac was not um, there for all of that, right? What ha- was happening with Abraham. Like he was not a grown right, person right, 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 at, right, right. taking this. Right. But there is something to be said about what is passed down generationally. 100%. Isaac did not witness all of that taking place and Abraham saying, well, this is my sister and all that stuff. He, he wasn't a 40 year old person testifying that and then taking that on. There is something to be said about, even if as much as we don't want to replicate things that have come from our lineage, there is something to be said about spiritual legacy on both sides of that coin. Amen. So there's, there are still battles that we are fighting that we may think uh, we don't realize are connected to generational trials and generational Absolutely. temptations. Yeah. And if you want to understand a little bit more about that, we talked about that last week, yeah, last just week. even a little bit more, but it's absolutely true. And those things many times are feeding forces into why we compromise Correct. with the enemy. Um, you might never and, know it. No, exactly. You and might I, never know the stories that you're repeating. Correct, 100%. Right? Exactly right. And you look mm-hmm. back, right? And I think the problem is, D, that we allow a lot of times in our exhaustion and our weariness um, in just trying to get through, we allow the, the intimidation of the enemy to be the limitation on our holiness. Right, and and the enemy came and intimidated him, yes. and it, and it limited his holiness. And it, it's like it's not a big deal, right? It's just I'm just calling right. her my sister. What's yeah. the big deal? Well, because that those limitations uh, and imitate uh, uh, those limitations uh, of intimidation actually leave us more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We think it's, it's saving us, or right? we think, oh, I'm, I'm it's safeguarding me. Right. But it actually leaves us more vulnerable because it makes us less like Jesus. And it makes us more reliant on ourself. And the reality is, you've been talking about being an occupier, not a resident. The reality is we can never be an occupier of the, pro- of the promise while we're still trying to be a resident of the land. Yeah. Because, because when, when being accepted by the residents in the land is given more weight than yeah. us being faithful to the call of the king on our life, we will always put others and ourselves in jeopardy. 
We'll put others, other things around us at risk in our life. Look at Isaac. Mm-hmm. In his attempt to make sure he could safely reside in the land, Isaac compromised the promise. The, we were talking about that. They were called to sojourn. They. 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 He and Rebecca, not him. They were called to sojourn, but he was willing to compromise the they to safeguard the he. Mm -hmm. How many times have we compromised the they, whether it be our marriage, our kids, church, our relationship with God, our testament, the they, so that we feel like we can Mm -hmm. be safeguarded. My friends, there are things in our life that are meant to bless us, to help us grow, uh, to draw us closer to Jesus, to produce faith and holiness inside of us that we that, that are in jeopardy of being endangered by our compromise in this sojourn season. Mm-hmm. See, Rebecca was put in his life to bless him. That's actually what the word Rebecca means. The word Rebecca means to be bound to, to tie to, to tie together. They were meant to sojourn together. The blessing was meant, and she, by the way, she's part of the covenant. If you look back at Genesis 24, we don't have time for that. But she's part of the covenant that God is blessing Isaac with to further the blessing. But they were meant to go through this thing together. There are things God has bound to us, tied to us, that are meant to actually bless us, that are in danger, that we are in jeopardy of putting at danger because of our compromise through this season. The Word of God, the Spirit of God, right? The the church, discipleship, prayer, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts yeah. of the Spirit, all the fellowshipping, having accountability, the, fa- the holiness, making love uh, known to people, yes. uh, loving God fully, loving others with everything we've got, serving the community. There are things that are meant to actually help us, draw us, build us, uh, that, that are meant to bless us, that are in jeopardy because of the compromises, just a little bit, because we're trying to take residency. Come on, we're trying to have the acceptance of the residents yeah. rather than actually be an occupier uh, with, by living out the call of the king. We see, babe, I talked a couple weeks ago in a chat room about Eve, how the bride, Eve, mm-hmm. in Genesis 2.22, was, the Bible says was made, but that Hebrew word made actually means was to fortify, to yeah. build up, to strengthen. God made the bride to strengthen Adam. God made Rebecca to strengthen Isaac, mm-hmm. to fortify, to build him up. And I think this is the trap in the midst of the famine times, is that we mishandle and mislabel what God has bound to our life to bless us. And in our famine times, if we're not careful, mm-hmm. we are tempted to exchange our Rebecca's for residency. I will exchange my Rebecca's. I don't really have time for the word. I'll get to the word in a couple of weeks. I don't really have time for work. I'll get to that when we get back to church. I don't really have time to serve. I, I serve when I'm in the house. I don't have time for those things. I think through this pandemic, my friends, there are too many Isaacs walking without the Rebecca's. There's been too much untying of the knot. How many things have we untied that God has meant to be bound to us to walk through this sojourn moment with. And I think the sad thing for me, babe, is like when I look at Isaac, we talked about this, but Isaac wanted the private benefits of the bride without the proper public commitments to the bride. He wanted all the bedroom benefits without any of the boardroom drama. 
He wanted all the private benefits, right? Without ever having to take any public commitment to it. He was willing, think about this. He was willing to allow his wife to be taken, abused, seen improperly, just so he could seem safe. He wanted all the benefits of the bedroom without any of the commitment to the boardroom. You know, we talked about this this week, is that what bothered me so much is that what Isaac was doing, um, either either way, this was the, the proof was to Correct. save himself. Save himself. Because if they thought he, if they thought that she was his sister, then she would have been worth taking. She, Correct. They could take her because she wasn't married. Right. They could take her and 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 abuse her and, and do make whatever. Their, and yeah. make make her their own. Um, and if if they wanted her, they would just and they thought she was married, they would yep. have killed him. And made her their own. Yes, correct. So this this whole scheme, I'm sure in his mind, was or even maybe his verbiage, the, you know, that he sold this is that this is going to be for for all of our good. Yep. But it really was coming from a place of uh, of the, he never settled that when God was saying, you know, to live in this land as a foreigner, if God is telling them to do that, and it's a them. Correct. It's a them. Then he's going to make it possible. For her to live as that foreigner, correct, and not in a palace, but like as part of that that, that promise, that promise, that exactly. blessing, exactly. And so he did somewhere along the line, correct. He was like, "I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be mad doing it." 100. percent And because he felt he had a right, he, he still tried to do it to preserve his what his he, uh, what he felt exactly. self reliant protect. And yes. we all self protect, guys. We all yes. self protect. And I think I just kind of as I as I close, draw this so close. I just the thing that really we got to grab a hold of and maybe Isaac didn't understand and maybe we don't understand is that whatever we keep hidden the enemy has the full right to claim as his own whatever we actually keep hidden the enemy has full rights to take as his own why because it's in his dominion whatever's kept in darkness darkness is his dominion darkness is his domain so whatever we keep hidden, whatever 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 we was meant to be God's, whatever was meant to bless us, when we keep it hidden, rather than actually bringing it out, that's why the Bible says whatever is in whatever is hidden in darkness, God will bring into the light. It's not to punish us; it's to keep us safe, because there are things that are meant to be to bless us that we're hiding, we're hiding away. We've kind of cut the tie to, we're just kind of, we're, we're, we've compromised a little bit. And God's saying, man, I want to bring it into light. Why? Because when it's kept hidden in the darkness, we see this in Joshua, right? In the, in, 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 in the battle, after the battle of Jericho in, in, in uh, Joshua 6, verse uh, 21 with uh, Achan, right? Achan takes what was meant to be God's, mm-hmm. that was meant to honor God, that was meant to be, yeah. bless God, right? And he takes it, he hides it in his tent and it becomes what he hides in the darkness brings death and destruction into his life. And my friends, whatever is meant for God that we keep in the darkness, the enemy can take. And every time we go, yeah, but no weapon formed against us. Yep. To the things that are in the light. Yep. Whatever, you know, but yeah, but, but God's former. Yeah, I know he is. And that's why we can't keep things hidden in the darkness. Do you know how there was freedom? Do you know, do you know how he came to freedom from the enemy? from the enemy's clutches, I love this. He caressed the bride. He Freedom was found in the caressing. The Bible says the enemy saw his love, saw him manifesting that, saw him embracing, saw his intimacy with the thing that God had given him. 
saw him actually caressing and embracing the thing that was meant to bless him. And then he realized he had no rights to that part of Isaac's life. My friends, when, when we're willing to, to, to embrace and caress and honor those things that God has brought to us, man, the enemy recognizes he has no rights to them. In this famine time, he is going to come after the things that you are keeping hidden. And calling private. And calling, yeah, so right, and calling mm -hmm. private. When he is, when God is saying, man, I want to take the things that are in the darkness and bring them to light, not to shame you, but to help you. Yeah. Look, today, I want to let you know that's exactly what Jesus did for you and I. Yes. The Bible says that he became a curse. He became our curse. He took our sin on himself. Mm -hmm. He embraced us onto him. He brought us out of the darkness and into his light. Why? So that the enemy has no right to us anymore. When we stay in the darkness, the enemy still has right. But when I walk in the light as he is in the light, come on, I have, I have, I have, uh, I have relationship with the Father and eternal life. And if that's really what you want today, if you could say, man, I've untied some stuff with God during this pandemic. I've kind of untied my walk with him. Maybe you've never actually stepped into it. Maybe you've been hiding this entire time, living in residency in this world, thinking that this is all there is and there is not. My God loves you and he sent Jesus to die for you so that you could live forever with him. If that's what you want today, if you want to step into that, will you just pray this prayer with me today? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you all my life. All that I am. All that I have. All that I ever will be. I give to you. I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I step out of my darkness and into your light. Forgive me of all my sin. From this day forward and forevermore. I choose to walk in the light as you are in the light. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And if that is the first time that you prayed that prayer, you have joined nine people who got saved yes, just yesterday um, uh, through Thy Kingdom Crumb and our, our, our food uh, run yesterday. So we want to help equip you. Yes. If uh, you did just pray that prayer for the first time, but you were like, okay, so what's next? And what does that mean? And and really helps you digest it in a very understandable way. We have two free resources that we could send your way. This is for, if you're an adult, it's called The Surprise of Your Life. And it really just explains right. walking with Jesus. And this is Letters to a Gen Zer. This is a new book that we have for, I guess we would say, um, tween, how do we say this? I don't know, Gen Zers. Whatever are you, whatever that is now. <laughs> teens and... <laughs> teens and tweens. Teens and tweens. <laughs> there we go. As you can see, I am not one of them. Um, but this is a book that will explain that same thing, but um, in a, in a, at an age level that they would so be good. able to understand. And we also want to remind you of a couple things, and then we're going to take our offering, but... Um, to continue walking with people through discipleship. We offer two things yes. that are occurring through the week, and that's Forged, which is our men's discipleship group, and Shoulder to Shoulder, which is our women's discipleship group. And it, we're doing it virtually right now, so you can yep. look like this <laughs> <laughs> and still be a part of it. 
Uh, it's a teaching that uh, Kyle and I do and some of the ladies do as well. And it's a, it's, a, it's a video that you can watch at any time. And then we have groups that meet throughout the week and we get to talk about that. And I'm actually going to be doing yeah, it's Kathy Campana's group for her this week, so I'll be the one that's going to be zooming in with you guys. But if that is, if, if, if you know, you're realizing that some of what you need is more meat to be able to digest instead of some of the things you've been digesting, I would encourage you to follow the link tree and become a part of one of those two groups. Yeah, because you don't have to have been doing it. We've been doing this for a long, yeah. for a while now. You don't have to. It's it's open at any time yeah. to hop in. There's multiple nights. I know for guys, we were we were like, I, we were just talking about, uh, you know, even when we go back to full time in the building, yeah. and you know, we right. love these Zoom right. things, yeah. not not because yes. it's you know, it's an hour of time, drive no time. no driving, no yeah. traffic, all, and and to be honest, it enables us to actually get real, and yes. and and this is not yeah. just yeah. another time yeah. to hang out. Uh, this is a time for us to actually dig down deep and. Um, and wrestle because I've got blind spots and we all have blind spots and we need one another. Um, so hop on into that. Can I, can I really encourage you another way to uh, do what Isaac uh, w did um, is actually to embrace the bride. Mm -hmm. And how, do, how can we tangibly embrace the bride? One of the ways is by giving. Yeah. It really is. The, when you give of your resource uh, into the house of God, it makes a tremendous difference. Uh, it not, it, it's not only giving us the ability to get back to service and have books to give away and food to feed people and be able to do uh, all the things that we do. It, it's, it, it's such an act of worship. It's just being able to say, yeah. I love you. Um, and so there's a multiple ways uh, to give uh, right there on the screen uh, or whatever social platform you're using. Mm -hmm. But today, can I encourage you? Embrace the bride. Uh, embrace the bride, not just in theory, um, not just in cheering. I love that we have people who are cheering us on. Those things are awesome. But in tangibly giving, um, and as we get back to in-person service, giving of our time and our talents and our treasure, our tithe, our testimony, uh, being, being that kind of five-star, five-tier uh, five, five um, type of uh, man or woman for God. So. And thank you. Thank you for your steadfastness. For those of you who have joined us along the way and you've partnered with us, not just by watching, not just by sharing, uh, sh sharing, sharing those, and, sharing the, and, the videos, but also in not just being a part of chat rooms or whatever, which is what we do on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock, um, <laughs> but actually by giving. And yeah. I just want to say thank you for that. I, I believe that when you finally step into our church home, that you're going to see the outward expression of the spiritual shift that has taken yes. place and you've given us the ability to help make it tangible to you and to those that you love. And I pray that when you walk in, it ministers to you and that it God Absolutely. just kind of gives you a snapshot of what you have been sowing into the people and also the place. So thank you very much. So just uh, two minutes, uh, it's going to open up uh, yes. for June 13th. 12 it's the, p.m. 12 p.m. Yes. Make sure that you uh, go and register. Uh, join me on, on Wednesday night at seven for chat room. It's part two. We've been talking about we're talking about spiritual warfare right now. How to God's equipping us. I want to pray really quick. Uh, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for every untied knot that was meant to be tied, Lord God. For every yes. moment of compromise, 
uh, and confusion. We just loose those things right now from our lives. Father, we bind ourselves to you, to all that you have called us, to all the Rebecca's that you've brought into our life, Lord God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this house. We thank yes. you for the people of this house. Yes, we thank you for the promises that you have over this house. And we thank you for your presence even more in this house. We choose to embrace you today. Be with moms, Lord, yes, Tanya. Lord. Be with people as they share uh, today their lives with friends and family. We love you. We praise you. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I had to check. I was like, we're at 50 seconds. All uh, right, church, have a beautiful Mother's Day. I pray that God ministers to all of your hearts, all of your spirits, and we look forward to seeing you Yeah, today. soon. 12 o'clock. Don't be late. We we're promise. We're almost there. Yes, we're almost there. That's not Woo! how it goes at all. I think it is. Sure. I think it is. <laughs>